0: The warmest of greetings to you and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today
1: is... Hi, I'm Helen, and I have 12 years teaching experience across reception in Key Stage 1. Hi, I'm Toria, and
2: I'm a Year 4 teacher, at a school on the South Coast, and I'm the host of Tiny Voices Talks podcast and author of the soon-to-be-published Tiny Voices Talk book.
0: And today we are exploring learning outcomes in history and physical education with a folktale from the southern United States of America. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for The Tar Bunny. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of 28th of October 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, gorgeously illustrated by artist Heather Zeta-Rose, in time for you to use for Anti-Bullying Week 2022. Don't worry if you've missed that, though, as you can order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen Toria and Br'er Bunny. And as we've already said, um, Br'er Bunny is our adaptation of the Br'er Rabbit Tales. And there are all sorts of variations of folklore about the sort of trickster character. And you can sort of map the genesis of Br'er Rabbit. So many of the Br'er Rabbit stories, in fact, are pretty much... Anansi stories, just translated from their original conceptual home of Africa and the southern United States, where of course they travelled as part of the slave trade. And Toria, I know you were seeing this story as a good way of launching into an exploration of slavery with ages 7 to 11. So could we start with you and and the history that you have for that age range?
2: Yeah, and I would probably say that I would look at this more with upper key stage two, so the nine to 11 year olds more so than the younger Uh ones. Because when I did the research around this story, what I found was Br'er Rabbit was symbolic of a slave because actually Mm -hmm. Br'er Rabbit wasn't stealing for nastiness sake, Br'er Rabbit was stealing for survival. And Mm -hmm. within slavery, you know, the slaves were not, stealing food for any nasty reason but they were stealing food for survival and it was something that they were having to do and they were having to actually develop traits that they might not naturally have had in order to survive because their owners were not being kind to them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a really interesting one to look at the fact that actually the stealing that existed for Br'er Rabbit, if you look at it deeply, Br'er Rabbit was stealing food because Br'er Rabbit couldn't get food. You know, Br'er Rabbit had Mm. no means of actually creating food himself, but he was trying to survive. That's what he was doing. He wasn't doing it because he was being nasty or cruel to the other characters. He was doing it because Mm. he was trying to survive. And I think having a conversation like that, so again, you're flipping things on its head again because you're saying, actually, was Br'er Rabbit wrong to steal? Because in this context... To my mind, Br'er Rabbit was stealing to survive. So He
0: he was the bullied rather than the bully. Yes,
2: and I think that's a really interesting one to look at. And I think slavery is a really tricky thing to teach about. I think Mm. as educators, we don't want to get it wrong. So sometimes we avoid those conversations because we don't want to get it wrong. But I think something like this story enables us To have a conversation with children about the lives that the slaves were having to lead that were not out of choice. They didn't suddenly go, well, do you know what? I fancy being a slave. They were pulled into that. They had no choice. And then they were having to survive. Yeah, I think I'd have an initial discussion with children and then I'd figure out where to go from there.
0: Yeah, but I, I think it is a great way of going back to some of the topics that we've already looked at in PSHE and literacy and, and saying, okay, well, why did this Story come about because, like I said, the majority of versions of this story where a trickster ends up caught by some sort of sticky creation end with the creature being stuck and set on fire. So, in a way, what this story was doing for those slaves in the southern United States was saying, you know, fighting and using physical strength is not going to get us anywhere, we have to be more cunning and the vast majority of the literature about Br'er Rabbit is showing different ways to do that. And the reason why Brer Rabbit is such a a hero is because he doesn't end up just using his trickery to steal for his own survival, but he does it for the other creatures Mm -hmm. around him, the other animals around him. And as you say, Toria, this is a really difficult discussion to have with children, especially in an age where we're hearing about so many things that we have that we sort of take for granted as being good today. Things like the metropolitan police things like certain universities which we only have because of <laughs> involvement of slavery yeah. in our history and you know it's it's something that we have to make amends for and it's something we have to make very sure we don't go back to and these stories are a great way to explore i, I guess in a way that sort of lets you look back at history so you can chart the progress that's been made and make sure that the compassion comes in at the now because we are going to make sure that the future is better than the past. Does that make sense?
2: Yes and I think yeah, you know the important thing that we need to do as educators is make sure that we are no longer painting a rosy picture of oh, yes. our past yeah. Definitely. And we are giving yeah. our young people an accurate portrayal of what mm. went by. And I think what's difficult for me is that history for me at school was painted in a rosy fashion. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't taught history in the way that we're changing the curriculum now to teach it. And therefore, I have to very much educate myself so that I am Mm. ensuring that I am teaching children accurately about what went on. And I think that that is so important as educators, that we are educating ourselves and that, you know, before I go into this conversation with the children about slavery and bre bunny, you know, that I actually need to make sure that I am equipped because yes. children yeah. ask immense amounts of profound questions I've discovered.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed.
2: And I need to be able to answer them. And I think that's really important. But I do think that we'd be missing a trick if we're doing this story and we're not actually looking at the history of it.
0: Yes. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Would you explore any of that with your age range, Helen, ages four to seven?
1: Um, Probably not. I don't know if that's right or wrong, but probably not. Hmm. I think there's some things that children shouldn't even begin to learn about until a certain age.
0: Um, and so they have the mental agility to cope with the various themes.
1: I, yeah, I think so.
2: yeah, I think so. I think there's there's a lot of complexities. I don't know whether I would actually have conversations about this with lower key stage 2 because it it's mm. the complexities that's the difficulty with this. You know, it is not yeah. simple as you said. We have certain things that we have in our world today that have been created based on the slave trade. Mm, We would actually not be as successful as a country as we are had it not been for the slave trade.
0: Indeed, which is very difficult to... It's
1: very hard, isn't it? Yeah. Very hard to comprehend,
2: yeah. It's really hard to comprehend. And I think it is very much conversation that I probably wouldn't have until upper key stage two. So I totally get Helen why. Mm. Because it is, there Mm. are real complexities around it.
0: One thing that I would certainly recommend doing for all ages up to nine, before you start having some of those more complex discussions, is share as many of the Br'er Rabbit stories as possible. Absolutely. Because uh, he is, and I I think I'm right in saying this, the only trickster character who is always a hero. And I think that is a really good sign of just how well-respected his character was thought of by those in the southern united states who created him you know there are stories about anansi where his tricks go wrong or they backfire and there are stories about anansi where he you know ends up having his head fall off and getting stuck in rather random places even in europe you know there are stories where fox starts out as being the sly one and is the one who is being a successful trickster but then he has a trick played on him and again it's sort of it backfires. That never happens to Br'er Rabbit. And I think if you are able to share as many of that culture's stories with your children, by the yeah. time they start learning about that culture's actual background when they are aged nine plus, they are going to be far more ready and willing and and have the foundation, I guess, for looking at history from that culture's point of view.
1: Definitely. I think from an early age, the more stories from different cultures, different backgrounds, different histories that we can share, as you say, that will broaden the children's knowledge from a young age and which they will then bring in when they're having these more serious, more mature discussions as they go through school.
0: Absolutely. Well, we still have some time on this episode, even though we've covered quite an enormous subject there. So um, finishing down at your end of the school, Helen, with ages four to seven, did you say there was some physical education that you could use this story to
1: grapple with? bit of a strange one, but bear with me. I happened to notice as I was reading the story that there are a lot of different uh, verbs in there, a lot of different movement words for bread bunny. There's things like, I I wrote some of them down, there's hopping, wriggling, Rising, thumping. I thought it would be a great, a great opportunity to explore the meaning of those different verbs. So lovely English language link as well. And in a PE session, I've, I've called this kind of a dance, a dance session, and get them to explore that movement by being rare bunny. And you will probably have to model it to them if you wish, or show them YouTube videos if you'd rather not. Um, all Mm -hmm. All of these different movements. And you can also add some more as well. You can watch videos of bunnies moving and come up with some more verbs to describe it. So lots of different verbs and getting the children to move in those different ways. And I thought you could turn that into a prayer bunny dance. Maybe he's happy that he has escaped. Maybe he's it's a bit of a gloating dance, a bit of a victory dance. And the children could then, having learnt these different movements, and you've taught them how to do it in in fluid ways, in kind of dance movements. And the children yeah. can then create a Br'er Bunny sequence. In the early years, you do this you know, as a class. And then going up mm. into year one, year two, the children work in groups to put together Br'er Bunny victory dances, um, <laughs> dancing in all of the ways, moving in all of the ways that Br'er Bunny does in the story and more that you've come up with <laughs> as a class. Yeah.
0: And as a special tip for epic educators, the bonus story that goes with this story on our Epic Tales website is called The Br'er Bunny Bop. It's a story that we that we set to music. Yeah, so it's a Brer Bunny ballad. And I (laughs) I reckon it would work really well with your idea there, Helen.
1: A great link. There you go. So there you go, you'll be dancing, dancing as Br'er Bunny.
0: I I have you heard it already? Because you have literally quoted one of the lines which is dancing 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 to the rare bunny bop
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna have to go and and find that
0: (laughs) that's all we have time for in this episode folks if you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast or if there's a subject you're soon to teach that you'd like us to cover you can find us on social media using at teach happily or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Brer Bunny will help us explore geography. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio Cheerio. and and we we hope hope to hear hear your story soon. soon.